we ready? Are you ready? Yes. I need some feedback. I'm not going to start unless you tell me you're ready. Yeah? Are you ready? Because God has something for you this morning. Whether you're a man, a woman, a mother, a father, a child, a young person, a mature person, God has something for you this morning. Because if there's anything I know about my Heavenly Father, it's that He loves to give gifts and He loves to speak and He loves to move and He loves to heal and He loves to give us brand new beginnings. So God has a word for you this morning. So I want you to put your hands out actually. I want you to just position your heart to receive from God because God has something for you. Yeah? Not the person next to you. God has something for you. He has a word for you, a touch for you. God has something significant for your life. Yeah? I thank you, God, that you're a good God. I thank you that you are living and well and alive. I thank you that you didn't stay on that cross, Jesus, but you rose, that you could walk with us, talk with us, speak with us, minister, God, to the deepest places in our hearts. So we just say we're ready today, God. We are ready to receive, to hear God, to be changed and transformed in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm really excited because the worship, um, Bree's communion, Rosa sharing, everything is just lining up with what it is that God wants to share with us this morning. So I am talking about mums because it's Mother's Day. But this can also be applied to fathers, yeah? This can also be applied to men. This can also be applied to women. This is a word for each and every one of us, okay? So who knows? No one teaches you how to be a mum, yeah? No one teaches us how to be a mum, do they? So you fall in love. <laughs> one day you decide that you want to have children. You want to have a baby together. And you become parents. And suddenly you have this tiny little soul that is the most precious thing you've ever seen in your life that is completely dependent upon you to love them, to nurture them, to help shape and mould them into this incredible person that God has created them to be. So when I got married to my beautiful husband... We're 19 years going strong this year. Um, I became a stepmother, for those of you that don't know, to three amazing girls, Faith, Brooke and Sarah. So they were four, six and seven um, when I first met my husband. So that was a pretty cool thing. And now we're about to be grandparents. So Brooke is due in three weeks. She has a ginormous belly. I think it's even bigger than mine was. I put on 27 kilos and got in trouble from the obstetrician. I think she's coming close. But we are really excited about becoming grandparents. But when it came to biologically having children, when I got married, I made a decision. I'm not just going to have kids because people think you should because you got married. Yeah, I'm not going to have babies just because somebody else thinks that that's the status quo and that's what I should actually do. So for five years, Andrew and I just enjoyed each other's company, got to know one another, uh, raised the girls, spent a lot of time in the pastor's office having counselling. Yeah, 
We had testimonies to counselling with the pastor, with Christian counsellors. We are living and well and married and flourishing because we chose to position ourselves around people that would bring wisdom and truth and challenge to our relationship. So we went, yeah, we still have counselling. It's healthy. It's called owning your um, emotions, yeah? We look after our bodies, so we should also look after our minds and our heart and our emotions. So we went on adventures together, and I definitely gave it my best when it came to becoming a stepmother. I definitely didn't want to be one of those wicked stepmothers that you hear about. Although today I would tell you um, a lot of years later that um, the person I am now, I would have done things differently then. I would have loved better. I would have reacted less, um, understood more. But the truth is we're all works in progress, aren't we? And we need to have grace for ourselves, knowing that we're actually doing the absolute best that we can in the circumstances that we're walking through. So after five years of being married to Andrew, I was sitting in the doctor's office waiting to get my not having a baby medication and I was flicking through Women's Weekly or something like that as they have in doctor's offices and I saw this picture of these little newborn twins just holding each other, um, hugging each other and in that moment I kind of got this realisation of what am I doing in the doctor's office getting not having a baby medication because I think I want to have a baby, yeah? There was just a realisation that clicked. So um, I went home, chatted to my husband, as you do, and our baby-making journey began. <laughs> Hooray, says all the men. <laughs> so it wasn't, um, it wasn't an easy journey. And before the absolute joy of having Samuel and Nathan, I actually had a few miscarriages. So there was a time when I wondered if I would actually be able to have children or not. <clears throat> now, sometime I had two miscarriages, yeah. Now, sometime after my first miscarriage, after feeling sorry for myself for six months and wondering what was wrong with me, and why was everybody else getting pregnant and having babies and I couldn't? Was God punishing me? Had I done something wrong? What was going on there? God actually spoke a word to me. And um, he said to me, I'm going to give you a son and his name's going to be Samuel. So it was as I just pressed into him in that season that he spoke to me. He showed me the story of Hannah in the Bible and she was not able to have children and she was so desperate to have children and she cried out to God. She came to church one day, yeah, because God can move in church. God can move really powerfully. So she came to church. The priest thought she was drunk because her desperation for God was so radical, but she cried out to God for a child and God gave her a child. So as I read that, it resonated in my spirit and God said, I'm going to give you a child, Melanie. So, and who knows, God always keeps his promises, yes? If God gives you a word, God will fulfill the word. So, at 32, I became a mother to Samuel. And at 33, I became a mother to Nathan. So you're all trying to work out how old I am now, aren't you? 
I'm 47 this year. Super excited. I'm not 50, Nathan. <laughs> Nathan's been telling me I'm 50 for a few years, I think. So, 32, I became a mum. And can I share? I had no idea what I was doing. Absolutely no idea. At 32 years old, I was completely in awe of this tiny little human that God had entrusted to me, but I had no clue what to do, how to be a mother, how to take care of them. There is no, um, there's no manual for being a mum, is there? There's no manual that tells you about every circumstance that you're going to face, every challenge that comes your way, every need that children have. There is no manual. If there was, that would be amazing and someone would be really, really rich, wouldn't they? Now, I'm a bit of a dreamer. Is anyone a bit of a dreamer? Yeah? Love being a dreamer. So when I got pregnant and we went to those, what are they called, these prenatal classes... And they talked about how much pain the labour would be and how challenging um, sleep deprivation and birth and all those things can be. I was like, no, no, I'm going to have a pain-free birth. My child is going to sleep. You know, this is just going to be the most blissful experience of my life. Yeah. <laughs> Rose-coloured glasses, that's me, all right? Love lots of encouraging things. So, but who knows that mothering doesn't always go according to plan, does it? And it doesn't always thought, doesn't always turn out how we exactly how we thought it would, because we don't always have someone showing us how to be a mother, because there's no manual on how to get things right all the time. So I always wanted to be a great mother and my heart's desire is to be the best possible mum that I can for my kids. But the truth is along the way, yeah, I'm owning it. I haven't always got it right. I have made mistakes and at times I've disappointed my kids and I have let them down and not done things as well as I had wished. So Samuel and Nathan, I apologise. <laughs> I love you both a lot. So I grew up in Sydney with my brother and my parents. When we were 10, we left Geelong and we moved to Sydney. All our family was in Geelong. So we left all our family, cousins, aunties, uncles. So I didn't grow up around siblings. I didn't grow up around little children. I did not know anything about being a mother. So when Samuel was born, I put his nappy on the wrong way. I was too scared to bath him for three weeks because I thought I would burn him. <laughs> and Andrew, he's a professional. He already had three kids. He was like so chilled, so relaxed. So that was a real gift to me. So it's been a really steep learning curve for me, being a mum. I've learned a lot. I have grown a lot. I've changed a lot over the years, but I'm still learning how to be the best mum I can actually be. Because circumstances and situations arise, don't they, mums? Like things come up all the time. And we don't always know how to handle that. We're like, I'm not sure what to do here. 
I'm not sure what decision to make here. Things come up all the time. And like I said, there's no manual that tells you exactly how to handle every situation that you're ever going to face as a mum. We don't necessarily know what to do, yeah, or how to do it well. But one thing I do believe is that women are ingrained with our nurture nature, yeah? It is ingrained in us to want to care for, to want to love, to want to make sure that everybody in our world is doing okay, um, you know, they're flourishing, they're being all they can be. We have this desire to want to meet the needs and to love and to embrace everyone around us. But we don't always know how that looks or how to work that out. What I do know is there are always opportunities to love, yeah? There are always opportunities to nurture and to champion those around us. Because being a mother to me is any woman, young or old, who nurtures, who embraces, who accepts, who champions, who just goes on the journey with people, who walks the journey with people, who stands alongside them and actually wants to bring out the best in people. So ladies, we're celebrating you today. We are honouring you today. Being a mum is huge. It's the greatest thing you could ever do. But it's also the most challenging, the most extraordinary. So we really want to celebrate you today. There is mothers, grandmothers, great-grandmothers, foster mothers, adopted mothers, spiritual mothers. There is a whole lot of different types of mothers in this world. But I am super thankful for them. Amen. We should applaud them, shouldn't we? Men, you should be applauding, yeah? We have some incredible women in our lives. And I know for some of us that it can be easy to look at the areas sometimes where we feel we've fallen short or the areas we haven't succeeded in. And sometimes we can think, oh, I wish I could have a do-over there. Sometimes it can be really easy to look at what we didn't do rather than all the incredible things we actually have done. Who wishes they could have a do-over? You don't have to put your hand up. <laughs> I know I wish I do sometimes. You know, when I look at how I parented the girls, um, I wish I had known more. I wish I had been better equipped. I wish I know what I know now. When they were four, six and seven, you know, when I look at my boys, I think I wish I had, you know, I, I was where I am in the journey now when they were born, not when they're 13 and 14. I wish I had that wisdom. I wish God had transformed me this much. I wish I, you know, I wish I was in that place right from birth so I could be imparting all of that to them. But you know what? And I really believe this is the word from God for us today that came out in the worship and communion. God's into second chances, yeah? God's into like second chances, third chances, fourth chances, <laughs> fifth chances. God's chances just keep on going and going and going and going. And God's into making things brand new, yeah, brand new. He can restore, repair, heal, resurrect, yeah? And he can give us as many chances as we need to be the people that he's created us to be. Now, we have a really great testimony from a couple of weeks ago. So Gloria and Terry, Terry's over here. 
They are amazing. We love them so much. So they have a beautiful son that they've felt a little bit estranged from the last few years. They've really been trying to take a lot of steps towards him and for that relationship to flourish. But um, their steps haven't been returned and it's been really heartbreaking for them. So they, they really haven't seen much of their son and their grandchildren for quite a few years. So a couple of weeks ago, our prayer team, Vicky and Ray and Ros and Nick... And I'm not sure if Sandy was there too. They, oh, she was. Great. So they went to Terry and Gloria's and prayed for them and specifically prayed for healing and restoration in that relationship. Now, from minimal contact for quite a few years, the next day they got a Zoom call with their son and grandchildren. How incredible is that? Come on. Because God's into restoring and healing. And the next week, her son took her out for lunch. Wow. Yeah? This is barely any contact. How incredible is God? He is all into restoring, healing, making a way where it doesn't seem like there's a way. So I really want to declare that this morning. I feel like that's the heart of God, that God is making a way. He is opening doors. He is creating opportunity where there's a genuine desire by a parent to have a healed relationship with their child, yeah? God will make a way. He will bring an opportunity. He will give you a thought, an idea. He will soften hearts. He will break through because he's the God of the impossible. That's what he does. He loves to restore families because God is all about family, isn't he? He's all about relationship. He's all about walking and talking and doing the journey with us. So he loves to heal families. He loves to give us new beginnings. He loves to transform. I love the song, yeah? That even when we don't see it, he's moving. Who loves that song? Even when we don't feel it, he's moving, yeah? God is working behind the scenes in our relationships, yeah? In our families, God is at work. Thank you, Andrew. So encouraging. (laughs) So can I share the person who has taught me the most about how to be a really great mother. And just dads, men, just replace the word, yeah? How to be a great mother, father, son, daughter, partner, boyfriend, girlfriend, yeah? The person that has taught me the most about being a mother is actually my heavenly father, yeah? My papa God has actually taught me how to be a mother. It's funny, isn't it? Because my father has actually taught me how to mother well. But that is the truth. Because he loves me unconditionally. He nurtures me. He accepts me. He actually directs my life. He gives me answers, shows me what to do and when to do it. He shows me better ways to do things, yeah? He drops thoughts into my mind of ways that I can love those around me so the relationships I'm in can actually flourish. He has been with me every step of the way, yeah? I love that he is our ever-present help. Yeah, he doesn't go anywhere, doesn't change his mind. Just because we get it wrong, God doesn't. Just because we fall short, God doesn't. He is 24-7, present, available, loving, accepting. He is a great father. So he has showed me how to be a wife, how to be a mother, 
how to be a friend, how to be a pastor. God shows me these things and talks to me all the time. He reminds me to keep my heart sweet, yeah? And he reminds me when I just need to sit with him and sit with him and sit with him so he can fill me up for the journey, so he can fill me up so I'm able to pour out and love out well. And when I face the unknown and not knowing how to do things, he's actually shown me. He's brought people into my life that have actually brought answers, that, that have had the exact thing that I was journeying through. I've now caught up with someone that had the perfect words that I needed for where I was in the journey. Yeah, he's a good God. So I wanted to share the key, the answer, the revelation on how to be a great mother. You ready to write this down? Because it's a really hard, it's like super difficult, <laughs> is learn how to be a daughter. Yeah? Learn how to be a daughter. Sit at his feet and let him love on you. Build a great relationship with Father God and he'll teach you everything he needs to teach you. So 2 Corinthians 6.18 says, And I will be a father to you, and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Yeah, we are sons and daughters. John 1 verse 12, But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, even to those who believe in his name. We are God's children. He is our heavenly father. And he wants us to sit at his feet. So I'm going to ask you another question. You don't have to put up your hands. Samuel and Nathan, do not put up your hands. I know you can to this question. Who had great parents? (laughs) Who had good parents? (laughs) Who had okay parents? No one put up your hand. What about abusive parents? Or parents that wounded you deeply? Yeah? Because that's a real reality for some of us. And that's a really tough journey to walk as a child. And you know what? God's heart breaks because your heart was breaking through those things. And I really felt God say this morning that God sees that. You know, he recognises that. He knows what your journey was like. And his desire is to heal and restore and repair all those wounded places. Because who knows, God doesn't leave us wounded, yeah? He's a father that loves us. And God is perfect and he is holy. So when God gets a hold of us, anything that has hurt us, that has wounded us, God wants to take all of those things out and pour his love in. God takes all the broken things and brings restoration. And how do I know that? Because God has healed my heart a million times. God has healed me and healed me and healed me and healed me. That's what God is in the business of doing, yeah? And we're not here to um, bag our parents out, are we? Because I love my parents. I'm super thankful for them. And I really believe that parents do the best that they can with what they have. It's just sometimes they don't see any different. They don't know any different. They don't have someone to step in that journey with them and go, you know what, we can do this better. Or there's a different way to do this. There is a greater way to do this. So they do the best they can 
with what they have. But what I also know, yeah, come on, this is God's word this morning, is that God starts new stories with us. Yeah? He starts new stories. He starts new journeys. He shows us new new ways of doing things, new ways of seeing things. He takes us on a journey of shaping and moulding us into these men and women that he's created us to be. You know, I don't parent how my parents parent. Yeah? I, you know, we've had to spend a whole lot of time undoing what we learned and relearning how God actually wants us to parent. Second Corinthians 5.17 says, Now if anyone is enfolded into Christ, he has become an entirely new person. An entirely new person. All that is related to the old order has vanished. Behold, everything is fresh and new. So my question is, if you're an entirely new person, does God want you to keep doing life exactly the way you've been doing it? Or does he have something new? Does he have something fresh? Does he have something greater for you? Yeah? Because God wants us to go from glory to glory to glory. You're a great mum, but he wants you to be a greater mum. Yeah? You're a great dad, but he wants to make you an even greater dad. That's what God's all about. He wants to make you the best possible parent for your children. Yeah? Because we are raising up the next generation. We are setting a new standard. We, we want to champion and prepare our children to be all it is that God has created them to be. We don't have to repeat the mistakes of the past. We don't have to allow the past to dictate our future. We don't have to do things the way our parents did just because it's the way things are done. But we can step into a whole new way of doing things because Jesus walks with us into that, doesn't he? We don't walk into that alone. Jesus doesn't go, okay, go, go be a great parent. I'll see you in 20 years, yeah? Just go do it. He's like, no, I am walking with you. I am with you in every moment, every minute, every hour. I am going to guide you, direct you, embrace you, give you wisdom, heal you when you're broken hearted. That's what he does. He walks every step of the journey with us. We get to start a new journey and a new way of doing things. And I am so thankful for that. And the scripture that um, Pastor Andrew shared before, I am doing something brand new. Isaiah 43, verse 19 to 21. I am doing something brand new, something unheard of. Even now it sprouts and grows and matures. Don't you perceive it, yeah? God's like, come on. I will make a way in the wilderness and open up flowing streams in the desert. So you know what that says to me? You know those dry places, those unfruitful places, those places that you feel like that's just dry and worn out and nothing good is happening there. God's making a way for new things. God's making a way for fruitfulness. He's doing something brand new, something unheard of. How incredible is that? So what do little kids love to do? Any ideas? What do little kids love to do? They love to spend time with their parents, yes? 
They love to spend time with their parents. There's lots of things. When they're little, yeah, you just can't get rid of them. There is no such thing as personal space, time on your own, self-care. When your kids are little, they want to spend every waking minute with you. From when they wake up in the morning till they go to bed at night, they want you. I remember Nathan, he didn't want Andrew till he was about 11 years old. Andrew couldn't even put him to bed. <laughs> I had to do absolutely everything and what a joy, Nath. Now, he doesn't want anything to do with me and it's all about dad. It's all about becoming a man. <laughs> so little kids, they love to be with their parents. They want to play with you, go to the park with you, uh, read books with you. They want to hug you, cuddle you. They want to be with you 24-7. They want to go to the toilet with you. They want to go to the shower with you. Little kids want to go absolutely everywhere with their parents. I'm at that stage where I'm kind of missing that a little bit because I now have teenagers that are flourishing and healthy and have great relationships, yeah? Yeah. So spend time with their parents. So you know how we become a daughter? You know how we become a son? We hang out with our Heavenly Father. Yeah? Just like little kids want to be with their parents, want to be with their parents, want to be with their parents. Being a great daughter, being a great son, hang out with your Heavenly Father. Spend time with Him. Enjoy Him. Be with Him and He will teach us everything that we need to know. We don't need to know it all. We don't have to have all the answers because it's amazing when you spend time with Him that He just reveals the next part of the journey. It's amazing how He speaks into what needs speaking into when we position ourselves in His presence. So if you want to be a greater mum, if you want to be a greater dad, hang out with Jesus. Spend time with Papa God. Make him a huge priority. I would say the greatest priority. Yeah, because time spent with him makes the rest of my life fruitful. Time spent with him means when I step into relationships with other people, I have something to give and something to say and something to sow in because I have sat at my father's feet and allowed him to pour into me. It's an investment, yeah? It's like an investment in your future self. It's an investment in who God's created you to be. It's an investment in the mother, the father, the child, the parent that God has called you to be. Because he's purposed us for great things, yeah? Super great things. So happy Mother's Day. Oh, Andrew's talking, but I can't lip read. <laughs> Did I smile enough? When when I used to speak, Andrew would sit on the um sit on his chair there and smile at me. Yeah, I'm like, what's going on? What am I doing wrong? Because I can be very passionate, and when I'm really passionate, I look very serious, and I think I look really serious, like I want to kill people. So. So I really had to work on my smiling skills a lot over the years. I've like practiced and practiced. Do I smile more? Do I look less serious? 
We love you guys. You're so valued, so loved. We want to pray. So why don't we stand? And Pastor Andrew is going to pray with us this morning because we want to bless all of our mums. Have a wonderful day. You are treasured, adored, loved. Your Heavenly Father is for you, with you, and moulding you into even greater people in Jesus' name.